Hello friends and welcome to a game one of the American League Wild Card Series recap courtesy of your friends Justin and Patrick here at Bat Flips and Maple Dips. The Blue Jays just finished up a 3-1 defeat to the Tampa Bay Rays and you know what for the most part the boys didn't do terribly. There was a couple of bad spots. Um, we couldn't hit with runners in scoring position unfortunately. We were 0 for 5 there. Left 6 runners on base. Um, we had more hits in Tampa Bay. We outhit them 5 to 4. We did outstrike them out 12 to 9 though. Um, but all in all, I think our offense outside of the Margot home run actually performed admirably. The only blemish, of course, being the, the runners in scoring position thing. Uh, Patrick, I know you have some thoughts on, on the pitching, so I'm going to throw it to you for that. Yep. First thing we're going to talk about is Matt Shoemaker. Obviously, going into that game, we were very nervous about him <laughs> starting, and he ended up he, – he was toe-for-toe -toe with Blake Snell, who – Let's all remind ourselves, Blake Snell is a former Cy Young winner and an elite pitcher. Uh, so getting hits off of him was not going to be easy. Yeah. From what I was looking at, Blake Snell, he looked a little bit wild to me tonight. Um, um, he's he's always kind of what you would call like controlled wildness, where he, he just throws really hard. It keeps all the hitters guessing. His breaking balls are always in the dirt, so... I think that's just kind of how he how he pitches. He threw a lot of high heat that he definitely didn't intend to, and it, <laughs> yeah. it's hard for the boys to lay off the chocolate mousse, to quote Danny mm. Jansen. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, Biggio, Bichette, Grichik, and Guerrero all combined for eight strikeouts and one yeah. hit uh, in thirteen at bats. Uh, it's not what you want. No, it's not what you want to see in your top four hitters. Um, I. I think we got to talk about the the Robbie Ray decision, um, yeah. pulling Shoemaker out of the uh, out of the game after the third inning. The look on his face in the dugout, it it, it seemed very clear to me at least that he was not expecting to be yanked from the game. However, a move like this from Charlie Montoyo clearly indicates that there was some sort of strategy or plan in place, and. Um, we talked a little bit about this before the show started. Um, putting in Robbie Ray was a calculated decision with the intention of trying to draw out Tampa Bay's uh, pinch hitters to try to get their matchup uh, favorability. And then mm -hmm. in exchange, we would be able to do that in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. Obviously, it didn't pan out because A.J. Cole shit his pants. Um, it is what it is. It's not what you want, but um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Justin? How do you, how do you feel about Blake Snell, first of all? Yeah, Blake Snell's an elite pitcher, man. Um, he only threw 82 pitches through five and two-thirds. I thought he could have kept going. I understand why the Rays pulled him. They've got an insanely good bullpen. Yep. Um, back to what you said about Matt Shoemaker's face in the dugout. I, I read that as like him deciding that, oh, yeah, I'm not re-signing here as a free agent. <laughs> I'd love to keep Matt Shoemaker. I love the guy. Of course, he just has such a hard time staying healthy, but I'd love to see him get another shot with the Jays. Uh, in a hopeful full 2021 season, depending on what happens with the whole global situation. Um, just to touch briefly on the Robbie Ray thing, yeah, we, we, we know that the Blue Jays this year have been famous for having like pre-orchestrated game plans that don't really take into account how things are going in the game itself. I think if, if Shoemaker had give, maybe given up a run and it got hit, or hit hard a couple of times, I could see why they pulled him after three. But the fact is, is that the two hits that he gave up were like 
check swing, like beat the shift kind of hits. Yeah. And everything else was like soft fly balls, uh, weak ground balls. Like he was looking like just solid. I, I would have expected him to throw four innings. We, we talked about with Hendo yesterday how if, if, if Shoemaker could give us four scoreless innings or just four innings in general, that would be like, that'd be dynamite. And the fact that he only threw 35 pitches through three innings. I feel like he could he had another inning or two in the tank, uh, and if you don't have to use Robbie Ray in this game, so be it. Like if Shoemaker gives you five, maybe you throw two innings with Thomas Hatch six seven, or you bring Anthony Kay in for two innings six seven, and then you can get to your back end of the bullpen eight nine if you're if you're winning. Um, I I like that the Jays come in with these plans, but I I do think that we can't just like write down what we're gonna do before the game put it in a sealed envelope and just open it every inning and be like, oh, this this envelope says to pull Matt Shoemaker. Uh, we've got to use our our heads a little bit more, I think. I, I like, I, I mean, I get it. The analytics probably said to put him in. I mean, <laughs> Tanner Roerick's been pretty clear that the computer's de- deciding when he comes in on his starts, but with Tanner Roerick's case, it's because he sucks at pitching is why he comes out of starts. But uh, <laughs> I, I just think that, Oh man, like I, I just think that they could have let Shu go another inning. I would have loved to see him throw four. I think he could have given it to us. And then if 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 Ray comes in and throws three innings, that gets us to the eighth inning, gets us through seven, and that just looks a little bit different because then you don't have to put AJ Cole in unless we're winning. He's a, he's a decent setup guy, but I just feel like we could have gone Baraki Dolis in a, in a better situation eight nine, and then not have to use AJ Cole at all or Thomas Hatch and save them for for a game two or three, but. We're still in a good spot. I mean, we used... Robbie Ray wasn't going to pitch again in this series anyway. Uh, neither was Matt Shoemaker, unless he maybe they'll try and throw him out on him two days rest to throw another inning or something if you ever needed him in game three, but we shouldn't. But at least you, you only burned uh, seven pitches on Baraki and 12 on Hatch, so they could go again tomorrow if you need them to. So the bullpen's still in good shape, and I think we'll see Nate Pearson tomorrow behind Hanjin Ryu. Yeah, I would say regardless of what happens in game two or three, uh, that's probably the last we've seen of AJ Cole for a while, uh, unless there's a blowout game somewhere. Yeah, um, I mean, he only threw 14 pitches, so he looked he didn't look great. Um, no, he was up in the zone. Yeah, um, r- the Robbie Ray decision though, it wasn't the difference maker in the game. No. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, he gives up that triple to Arozarena, mm-hmm. and you got to give Arozarena full credit. A he, hell of a name too. He belted that ball and he chugged around those bases like yeah, it, his life depended on it. Um, objectively, if this wasn't the J, if this was two different teams and the Jays weren't playing, I, I'd be rooting for that player uh, because oh, yeah. that that level of hustle was impressive. Uh, Manuel mm-hmm. Margot also excellent at the dish today, uh, two for yeah. three with the with the home run. Obviously, it yeah it hurts to say that because. Obviously, I want the Jays to win every game that they play. But, you know, some of these guys, Mar- both Marago and Arozarena, were not exactly world beaters uh, in the regular season. Uh, they were just... Uh, yeah, I mean, Margot hit 270, with, but he only had one home run the regular season. So, I mean, it's not really a guy you expect to hit a home run there. Yeah, they're, they're, they weren't the guys I was most concerned about in this lineup. It was Willie Adames. Um, Brandon Lau. And Brandon Lau. And they, they ended up... Uh, collectively having one hit didn't really do much. I think yeah. that the real tale of this was uh, the Jays are 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. 100%. Yeah, you will lose every game that you play if you go 0 for um, when you've got runners in position. 
Yeah. I thought the uh, the decision to pinch hit Joe Panic. I he's not the guy I would have put up there in that situation. I understand putting in Telez creates a bevy of problems, but you could have shifted Guerrero over to third, Biggio uh, over oh, to man. second. They're going to put Travis Shaw in at third in that situation. I don't think they want Vadi anywhere near third base. Yeah, I mean, there is a bunch of different the playoffs, man. possibilities. But, I mean, with two guys on, I would not put Panic up. I understand he has experience and a lifetime of uh, uh, 268 in the playoffs. But he's not the same guy that generated all those hits. Uh, a decade ago it's just not yeah like, i i would have pinch hit for telez and just let let the kid have a rip honestly see what happens for when they pitch hit panic i was surprised they didn't bring in travis shaw if they're gonna bring a lefty in anyway at least bring in somebody who has power yeah then you can put shaw at third and shift biggio back to second well imagine you're covered shaw come shaw comes up and he, he you know he gets a dead pull hit to right field and it's a uh or sorry to left field um my head is just <laughs> screwed on backwards today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he pulls one into the into over the left field wall. All of a sudden, guess what? The Jays have a uh, you know a four three lead. Or yeah. actually, at the time, it was only one nothing. So it would have been a, a a three to one a three to one lead for the Jays, and it's a different game, different situation. Yeah. Maybe AJ Cole doesn't come out, or maybe maybe something different happens with the bullpen. Um, yeah, I think in the playoffs, you, you, when you're pinch hitting, you, you almost got to bring the guy with power in over every time. You can't bring in the guy who's just going to make soft contact like a Joe Panic will. Yeah. Um, even if you just bring him in to pinch hit, then you can. If you want to put Panic in defensively, you can. Like or Espinal in defensively, you can. But I the, think you've always got to go for the guy who's going to give you the best chance to score on here and now in the playoffs. The thing to keep in mind is okay, this game. You know, it would have been great if we had won it. We're, nobody expects the Jays to beat the Rays anyway. We have our ace pitching tomorrow mm-hmm. on an extra day's rest. Statistically, his performance after an extra day's rest, um, he, it just blows regular Hunjin Ryu out of the water. What this is exactly that? what we need. <laughs> he's going to go out there, and he's just going to mow him down. And I'm, you know, I'm 100% confident we're going to be able to take game two. And then game three, we've got Taiwan Walker, and he's in the exact position that he said he was totally fine with. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's fresh too. I mean, he only threw nine batters against uh, against Baltimore. So yeah, I mean, we can't overlook it though. Uh, we've got to look. Got to win game two. Yep, we've we've got to do it. And uh, according I... to Keegan Matheson, uh, about twenty minutes ago on Twitter, you could follow him at Keegan Matheson, friend of the show. Uh, yeah. Charlie Montoyo says the original plan was to have Shoemaker go once through the lineup, ideally two innings, but they gave him a third. Hmm. Uh, Shoemaker to Ray was the set plan going in. So, like you said, the kind of yeah, it was all sort of preordained. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. I mean, I understand why they do it, but like the the watcher, the guy with eyeballs in me, says that they should have left Shoemaker for for one more. Yep, hundred uh, percent. But you make these decisions ultimately. That decision uh, actually ended up giving us matchup advantages. Yeah, it worked, uh, it, it worked out for, throughout the game because it forced Kevin Cash's hand to pinch hit some guys, and and yeah, again, it, it makes it totally makes sense as to why they did it. But the the fact that Shoemaker was pitching so well still just it bothers me because I would have loved to see him just let it ride for another inning. Um, yeah. But long story short, we didn't. 
the game's over. That like you said, that, that didn't end up costing us the game because yeah, we were only down one nothing until that home run that Margot hit in the seventh. So it's not like we were by any means out of the game after making that decision. Um, I think tomorrow night we're going to see we're probably going to see a similar lineup. I think we'll see uh, I think we'll see Rowdy Telez DH instead of Kirk. Jansen's going to catch Ryu because that's been the the strategy all season. Um, and then you have Kirk in as a as a, a bench bat tomorrow. But I think we'll see Rowdy Telez because Glass knows on the mound. Um, we'll see Rowdy Telez DH tomorrow. Yep. I think we're going to see a big game from Teoscar Hernandez. He was he was close today. Struck out twice, but he put up great at bats. I thought in all four of his at bats, he did take that yep. walk. And I think we'll see Vladdy get a get a couple of hits tomorrow too. Um, hopefully, Bichette can can get something going. Like he, I did mention, he had a couple of screamers today. So I, I do think the offense is going to be fine. It's just going to be a matter of if we can if we can limit Tampa to what we did today. We let we, we did limit them to four hits and two walks. So they didn't have a ton of base runners. We've got to do the same thing tomorrow if we want to have a chance at running Taiwan Walker clinch a series for us. But yeah, I, I think that's that that's really all we wanted to talk about today. Any, any closing remarks from you, Patrick? Two pitches were the difference in this game. The wild pitch that uh, had uh, Arozarena uh, mm-hmm. rounding rounding third to get home, and the other one was the muffin that AJ Cole gave up. That's the difference between this being a one nothing game or a game that's still you know that's still going right now uh, as we speak. But that's not the case. And um, I'll say it again, it's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want. But we've got game two. We kind of got to put it in our rearview mirror, man. Game two is coming up, and it's a must win. It was always going to be a must win. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, let's uh, let's see what our ace can do. Perfect. Well, we'll be back here again tomorrow night after game two concludes to hopefully talk about the Blue Jays living another day. Um, but in the meantime, you can give us a follow at the FMB podcast on the Twitter machine. And thanks for listening wherever you are on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow. For Patrick Mars, it's Justin Anderson. Have a good night. I never met a girl who makes me